2: Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Hardcore
3: surf history. The
1: style is pretty much everything to me. It it was something that was ground into me as a kid. You know, if you were styling, you had everything going for you. Guys with the best surf style drove the most styling car. It might not have been the newest car, but it was the most styling car. I mean, they had the styling chicks. They exuded style. Everything about them, they had charisma, just um, a good flow about them. I was, as a kid, heavily influenced by people like Phil Edwards, David Nueva and Mickey Dora and Peter Duran and Nat Young and they're some of the most outrageous stylists in the world of surfing. Natural talents. They could go out and ride any surfboard. They could probably go out and ride the door off your off your house and surf it with stopper. The question that has been discussed throughout our culture's history is whether surfing is a sport or an art form. Many great points have been made on either side of this debate, but whichever perspective you take, the aspect of a surfer's performance that has always been scrutinized is style. More than ability, the way you move across a wave and what it expresses has always been hugely important, which may be what makes surfing so intoxicating. A surfer's style shows who we are and our relationship with the ocean. Style simply elevates what we do. Put quite grandly by Tom Curran, style is the whole point of surfing.
3: From London, I'm Jamie Brewer. And I'm Tyler Brewer in Brooklyn. This is Hardcore Surf History, where we take a deep dive into surfing's past, present, and future. On this episode, it's the essential question, what is style and why does it matter? We ask what makes a surfer stylish? Where did we get our notions of style from? Who has it and who doesn't? And why does it mean so much to us? We wade our way into the fraught and subjective topic on a matter of style. And of course, Jamie and I express ourselves in a historical duel that is stump my bro. All on hardcore surf history.
2: free that's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free terms and conditions
0: apply this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe dive into the western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from prada you can shop for everything on your agenda Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com.
3: Well, this has been a fun topic to research. I will tell you that. I um, immediately went to the surf magazine that I knew would be really helpful in this one. It's the Surfer Magazine, November 1990, Volume 31, Number 11 Mm. issue, The Gospel of Style, which I am showing here, where they basically ask all different types of people, not just surfers, what their thoughts on style on. I mean, you got everyone from Mojo Nixon in this episode, to Pam Burridge, (laughs) to Chris Isaac, to Christian Hesoi, Jerry Lopez, Pato Bantan, come on. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of my favorite what, issues <laughs> yeah what, what was
1: the uh, there was um, Chris Isaac said something about like uh, he was playing with somebody I forgot who and he suggested playing uh, somewhere with a rainbow <laughs> and he Chet? What's, Chet the, what's the story yeah. Chet Baker had style I did a session with him once
3: it was winter and real cold and he came in wearing sandals Which was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I told him, I told him, I thought it (laughs) I know, right? Really low bar. I told him I thought it would be great if we would do "Over the Rainbow," which, when you listen to it, is a very dark song. He looked at me and sneered, "I should probably do a Deep Purple song too." (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right, so good. It was that uh. We <laughs> did it have Dwight Yoakam as well. Was yeah, Dwight was, Yoakam's yeah, yeah. in there. I mean, you got with, is the he the Hoff one with brothers. the brothers? Is he the one with the cowboy hat and the skateboard? Yeah. Like, yeah, I haven't seen yeah.
3: that issue in a long time. You have Kathy Ireland in here too. I mean, it's it's pretty good. I, yeah. I love it.
1: <laughs> I recently looked up Kathy Ireland. She's like a big time businesswoman and philanthropist. I think.
3: Yeah, days, she yeah. she I see her and at uh, at my she trade shows offer. also because she always has like the Kathy Ireland collection of beds and bedding and other things of that nature. So I always see her at the trade show. Actually, she actually spoke at an event
1: I went to, which was really funny. Oh. <laughs> hey, can, so, can I ask that issue? Yeah. What what year is that? Like eighty eight, eighty nine?
3: It's nineteen ninety. So says November 1990 so to me that means it's probably like just at the beginning of 1990 or at the end of or towards the end of 89 roughly cuz of the it's, way they their their years go it's so weird yeah well, the, the, the,
1: reason, the reason I ask is cuz it's, um, it's, it's fascinating at, during that time period you know like my our first few years of surfing i remember the topic of style constantly coming up in surf magazines and mm-hmm. movies, and you know, like in Surfers the movie, and it was they were always talking about style. And whereas now I, I feel like it's just not brought up that much, it's almost like not so much of an issue. And I until wondered, recently, well, yes, I know, it like an inherent bummer series um, the, of films, but I, I was wondering if maybe like the reason it was brought up so much then and see what you think about this, is because it had, during the 80s, it was such a radical shift of focus away from style mm-hmm. to more just like the, you know, gymnastic style of surfing, of like focusing on the maneuver itself rather than what mm-hmm. it looked like. And I wonder if this was like the older, the older surfers, who, when I say the older surfers, the surfers who were in their 30s who were writing and making mm-hmm. the films, they they had come through the seventies and they, they must have. It's I wonder if it was a reaction to all that that they talked about style. Absolutely,
3: so much. I totally think so. I mean, it it it's interesting. This this piece has a whole article um, that's written by um, this Bolton Colburn. Oh and, yeah, and it's like beat up and left for dead. Style on trial. One man's opinion, and he it's pretty scathing about the state of style in surfing in the 80s and how he feels that surfing has been commoditized then and and it's all homogenized and surfing you know doesn't have that much style anymore you know or surfers don't regard style it's basically what you're just talking what you just said in a whole article where they discuss that and mm. he just rails against the modern state of style um you know, but it's, it's funny because it's like, yeah, I mean, it definitely, but style, you know, it, it does, it changes over time. And, and one of the things I think we should set is what is style? Um, you know, uh, I looked it up in the Merriam Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> style is, uh, from a vocabulary standpoint, it is uh, defined as a particular manner or technique by which something is done, created, or performed. Then I took a step further and wanted to ask, what is the difference between style and fashion? Because those two tend to get confused, I think, and also slightly there is overlap. Um, so according to Masterclass, I was <laughs> looking at this, style is usually shorthand for personal style or the way an individual expresses themselves through an aesthetic uh, choice. And there is an overlap between style and fashion, but a good rule of thumb is that style relates to the individual while fashion is more collective. And I think that is something to keep in mind when discussing style throughout the ages and what was fashionable surfing and what has Defined those times and has remained somewhat timeless too when it comes to style because there are there were surfers who were fashionable during certain time periods but may not be style icons or their style may not um, doesn't you know it, it doesn't stand out over the doesn't stand the test of time I guess
1: yeah, you know so they, like the, there are some some people who yeah like there's there's some styles which it's funny you were saying the word style so many times it's starting to lose some meaning there maybe Um, you should
3: drink every time you have say it okay (laughs) (laughs) listeners drinking game alert every time we say style do a shot and uh please don't drive after this episode
1: well yeah you you (laughs) you yeah it's it's good that you got a definition straight off the bat but like when you think of like if you are going to look forget about what you've read and all your research and all that stuff and um, if if you were going to like, if if we were both sitting on the beach uh, or a few of us sitting on the beach and you mm-hmm. saw some take off on a wave, and not necessarily whether you think they're good style or not, but like, what would you be? Uh, uh, what would you be looking at to actually like to 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 either judge or to just to describe their style? What would you be looking at?
3: I would probably. One of the first things that I think is a good arbiter of surf style is how one reads the wave and can anticipate certain things uh, on the wave and make it make their turns and make their maneuvers and everything flow with the actual wave, you know, like. For example, like if I watch someone try a chop hop on a steep section of a wave, that's not stylish because they're trying to fit a maneuver into a part of the wave that maybe the wave isn't calling for. Like you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole, you know, whereas someone who does like a really nice takes, takes off maybe on a wave and high lines for a second because they need to get speed and they've read the wave really well and then they, do a turn in a section of the wave where there's a lot of power and juice and it looks like it just fits perfectly into it, that to me is a, is a good arbiter of style. Like someone who knows how to read the wave, fit the maneuver or the turn or whatever it is into that section of the wave and it looks
1: like it's meant to be there almost. I guess you're getting right into like the nitty gritty of, of like if you were going to describe like the very fine details, yeah, of of what do you think is good style, and, and that's definitely, um, yeah, something I want to get into. I guess what I'm saying is, like, if if I was gonna say to, if, if I was gonna have like people judge it, you know, or if yeah. if, if I was gonna take even just a non surfer, even, yeah, and I was gonna say, okay, we're gonna watch the surfer and some surfing, and I want you to kind of, I, the way that we kind of like decide what we like, you know, or anything like that, is I think there's kind of three things we look at. And the first one is kind of what you were describing, I think, it's the, the aesthetic of their style. So, yeah. and, and I think what we're quite often looking at is we're not necessarily looking at where the board goes so much. We're more quite often looking at the body itself. Right. Which is very interesting because I know I remember once reading someone describing how to judge a surf contest and they said don't look at the body look at what the board does
3: oh gosh
1: and but i think that's i know if if you are going to judge you know the you know on the wsl you you have to do that if you know you're looking at what the board is doing that is very much how they do it um but if you're looking at the style it's what the body is doing and the first part i think is aesthetically you know how pleasing or unpleasing is it to the eye and Obviously, you know, like everybody thinks, you know, Jerry Lopez or Tom Cron or Steph Gilmore, you know, has beautiful body language, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: But that's one of the ones, types of of aspects of style. And then I think there's kind of two others. And and one of them is the emotional value. Like Mm -hmm. when you see someone riding a wave, how does it make other surfers who are watching it feel or does it get them stoked? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you see someone, you watch like like Buttons Cleo Kalani, you know, and you watch him, and you you start to feel like like pumped up, and you feel kind of like fun and relaxed. And kind Mason of Mason Ho would be another example. Exactly. Of that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when you watch, you know, maybe um uh you know uh Bryce Young, perhaps right now you or um Craig Anderson, you're you're watching that, and you think you're feeling more like, oh, that's really kind of cool you know and it's it makes you feel cool you know <laughs> so i think you got the aesthetics but then the emotional feeling for it and, and i think there's kind of one more and, and i think yeah. it's all kind of ties into art there's like the thought value so like when you watch someone surf some some surfers can actually make you think uh about something or how they're riding the wave you know they can actually you know, like you, you watch someone and you say, ah, oh, that person really understands the wave, you know, that person's really in tune with the wave right now, or that person really knows, you know, what classical style is or something. So, yeah, it's was, was just thinking about those three things there.
3: Well, it's funny. I, I read this great quote in, in the, the article in Surfer, actually, that I thought was funny because we are discussing style, and they paraphrase artist-musician Terry Allen, and he says, trying to describe style is like French kissing over the telephone. (laughs) Style is something distinctive, particular, and effective about a method or approach. You know, but I... It is. So it is funny when we try to discuss style, you know, it's like... I I completely
1: disagree with it. I really disagree with that a lot. (laughs) Um, Because I think, like... It's interesting, you know, when I, when I mentioned, you know, how, you know, they, when that, that quote I heard where they say, where they describe how people are, when you're judging a surf contest, yeah. you should just look at the board. And, you know, at first you bristled when you heard that. Yeah. But I guess the thing is that style, I think maybe this ties into what he's saying. Yeah. Style can't really be quantified. It's right. really hard to say whether one person's style is better than the other. Um, because it's very much how it makes you feel, I guess. Right. Um, and it would be really tricky, like in a surf contest, I guess, to say that person had a better style than that. Well, I mean, you could argue it. But I do think it can be qualified. I think you could discuss it till the cows come home. I think it's endlessly yeah. fascinating oh, to discuss totally. the style. I, I
3: think it can't be quantified for sure. And also, to quote Pato Bantan, you've, you've got it or you don't. You know, I think like just sometimes like you can describe what good style is, but when you just see it, you know it. You know, that's that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. when uh I went to a uh, what was it, the electric acid test, uh, you know, the the stab electric acid test surfboard acid test that they do. Mm-hmm. I went to a Premiere when Dane Reynolds did it. And that was the first one, and my wife was there and she immediately was like, I love this guy's surfing. I think he is so smooth. Like, she doesn't surf. She doesn't know a lot about surfing. Well, I mean, she knows by osmosis being around us, or around me. But she just knew it when she saw it. And she saw Dane Reynolds surfing. And she's like, I like this surfing. I think this is really cool looking. Mm. And that's one thing about style in surfing is you just... You can talk a lot about it, but it's really you know it when you see it type of thing for sure um that's not going to stop us from breaking it down and, and analyzing it you know but i'm just saying like i think the thing is with style is you know it when you see it
1: you know if you if you were, if you, really if if you were gonna if you were going to yeah again yeah. talk to someone like donna or someone who didn't sir because i think before yeah. when you started to describe a good style or a bad style yeah that someone had to be you know Really, au fait with surfing to understand what yeah. you were talking about when you were discussing totally. chop ups and stuff like that. But if you were going to describe, like, if if a friend of yours just said, "Okay, tell, well, just you know, in, in a couple minutes, <laughs> how do you know if someone what? Why do you think Jerry Lopez has good style, or why do you think Rail Son had good style? You know, what would I, I what
3: think would the- to, to 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 quote Derek
1: Kind about in proland where he
3: said economy of movement, and I think there's something to it, like when you're surfing and you are really efficient with your movements and they have a function, but there's a certain artistic form to it as well. Uh, I think there's something to that. And in my research, you know, reading lots of things about it, like one of the things they talk about is like less body movement, uh, is look stylish. And if you look at Jerry Lopez, it's very minimal body movement, uh, rob machado even it's like super efficient surfing really you know not a lot of exaggeration to the surfing uh tom curran you know re- besides the throwing pizzas there's just not a lot of uh exaggeration to the surfing either and everything's very economical and now, smooth, i think you know i think
1: someone would then say especially mm. if they really wanted to have this conversation yeah you know, if they were yeah. just like Making chat. But if they really wanted, they'd probably. Be, but okay. So does that mean if a surfer just stands up and doesn't really move much, like I, if you picture like a person just being very kind of rigid, but they were moving yeah. their board around, would that be good style? Well, it depends on this
3: on the type of surfing we're talking about. Longboarding, maybe you would be a little bit rigid in some ways, but if you're not moving a lot, um, I think longboarding for sure. That's probably good longboarding in many regards. Because I know, you... like,
1: if you like, uh, you know, Phil Edwards, Michael Peterson, Gary Elkerton, they all had like a lot of body movement, and yeah. I think they all would be described as having really great style. I don't know. I mean, Phil
3: Edwards described it as grace under pressure, making a difficult thing look magically easy. You know, that's
1: that's a, a yeah slightly different than economy of movement.
3: Okay. All right. I would say making things look easy, effortless effort would be kind of my, my description of good, stylish surfing. You know, I love watching people, you know, when they don't over exaggerate and everything just looks like it fits. I don't know. Like it's, it's like when you watch someone surf a wave and it looks like, Everything they did was meant to be on that wave, almost like it was predestined. You know, not, not, saying pre- not predictable, not, pre- not saying predictable, Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not predictable, but predestined. Like, when you go in retrospect, look back, you're like, oh, these were obvious, looking back, that, that fit the wave perfectly. You know, they did everything that that wave
1: asked for, and they made it look really nice. <laughs> what is nice? <laughs> Because I know that, like a lot of time again back to Phil Edwards, you know, like yeah, he he um he was often described as looking like someone would like was pushing him all, off his board, but he yeah. would have these like magical recoveries and kind of walk away from it gracefully. But mm. and and Barry Kanayapuni, very stylish, but quite often it looked like whoa, what's going on? He looked like on the edge, you know, and like quite mm. often, like he was kind of making it up. As he goes along. It was, interestingly, like, what about, I know Jamie Brzezik wrote that article on the different, you know, how some people who might look like they have really great style, they might fit a lot of the descriptors of great style. Yeah. But they look very self-conscious while they're Mm. doing it and deliberate whereas i can imagine i know when you watch tom kern surf even though his hands and his fingers do everything you know like that fits the description and the criteria of good style it looks like he he's completely unself conscious i remember yeah. even like my first year watching videos i was like wow that guy looks like he he's not he's just totally focused on the job at hand like completely unaware of what anyone else is doing. And, and I remember, interestingly, he once said in an interview, he said that when you're surfing at your best, it should feel like a primal scream. You know, that mm. type of therapy that John and Yoko, John Lennon and Yoko Ono used to do in the 70s, where and Tears for Fears, yeah. was, they, they were really big into primal scream therapy, which was all about just screaming and letting your emotions, you know, shout, shout, <laughs> let it all out and everything. And I think Trey Anastasio, you know, from Fish. <laughs> He yeah. described like when they're in the middle of an awesome jam, it's like throwing up. You know, you're just completely unself-conscious. You're just letting go. And I know like when you watch some surfers, it's like cringy to watch it, even though they're doing everything that we would say is good style. They have economy of motion. They they look like it's easy for them, but it's so self-conscious. You want to be like, stop it. You You're annoying me because... You're doing is so deliberate. You're trying to manipulate the way I think of what you're doing, and it's... They're, like, trying too hard, basically. You, I don't know if they're trying. It's just they're so aware of who's watching that it mm. ends up... It's tricky because I think you could be aware of what's people watching and okay. still have really good style, but when it looks like that's what you're doing, it's... Self, or not
3: being aware, or, like, how you talked about Tom Curran being like fully present. And I think Mm. Dave Parmenter said style is presence, you know, and Mm. you're being totally present on the wave. You're totally natural. You're letting your body just be what it is naturally and not trying to force too much to out there. That's what I think it is. You know, I think a lot of it has to do with not trying too hard, you know, on the wave, not trying to look too stylish, you know, like, There are some people out there who just try so hard, in general, to look stylish or be cool that they're almost not, you know, because they're trying so hard. And I think that's kind of, kind of what I would say is not good style, you know.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. If you were going to give someone advice on how to develop good style, the the, just strip it back. Just say, just pay very, very close. Just be completely aware of everything that's going on, and it'll eventually flow out of that. Yeah. Or whether it's good style or not, the style that needs to come out of you will come out, which I yes. guess ties into, like, it, your style will be more an accurate expression of who you really are and what how you're actually perceiving the wave and how you feel on that wave.
3: Well, let's talk also, because it's just who you are but where you're from i think that has a lot to do with your style also and i think that's a really important thing that is real interesting because you know and if you look at the evolution of style over surfing uh, over time in surfing it was you had these uh, geographic locations and before we had film and video and instagram and social media you know a lot of people's styles were developed for the waves they ro- grew up riding. And then those older surfers influenced the younger surfers. And so each region almost had its own individual style mm. and or had like a certain DNA to that style. And then as surfing and the world and technology has, you know, kind of, you know, evolved and, and changed and changed the way we look at surfing now, like a lot of people just, it's not so representative of their local break as it mm. is of the surfers they watch on social media or in movies now. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely what's changed about style. It used to be more about where you're from. And that has definitely, you know, changed over the last 20 years now, people can just watch a movie and, try to mimic that surfer or watch a social media and mimic that surfer instead and i don't know i don't know if you call it homogenized um you know it's just you know because i don't think surf style is homogenized and everyone's going to put their own tweaks and slants and their own individual um essence into it but i think um you know definitely that regional style has kind of disappeared or or is changed
1: yeah it's interesting to think of like the if you are going to look at the historical evolution of what influenced style yeah i guess right at the very beginning what influenced style you know the, the beginning of time was just like you were just like <laughs> you, you, were, you were your own influence just what yeah. you felt technique you know how to ride the wave it just and it it result manifested itself in a style and then you started to copy or you were influenced by the people around you that you were surfing with and then when people started to travel they might you know like when when like uh you know the californians went over to hawaii and they saw the hawaiians surfing mm-hmm. you know i'm sure they probably came back emulating what was going on in, in waikiki you know Absolutely. and but then i think when surf magazines and surf movies came out in the 60s um especially in the 60s you had two things with media influencing style one was the film so you could actually see you know how people were surfing all over the world uh or at least in hawaii still yeah but then it's i think what's fascinating is print media you know magazines how the photographs would influence the style yes because think about it like even when we started even though we had vhs and stuff a lot of time we were looking at a magazine picture and we'd imagine that, okay, right. that you see the way Tom Curran's arms are or Aki's arms or something like that. And we, when we went surfing, we would try and get our arms, it would, it would just end up going into those positions. But because we didn't see the whole thing, yeah. we almost, it ended up becoming our own style a little bit because you didn't know how it got there. And I know like, <laughs> You know, what? Uh, Rabbit Bartholomew wrote how, you know, when he was a teenager, him and Michael Peterson would hang out in his bedroom in the morning before going surfing. listening to Deep Purple, by the way. <laughs> and, and they would stare, you know, Michael Peterson had tons of pictures that he cut out of the magazine of Nat Young. He had like a shrine to Nat Young on the wall. And they would just, rather than watch, you know, Instagram clips to get psyched up, they would look at the pictures to get psyched up for it. And and that heavily influenced you know, Michael Peterson was heavily influenced by Nat Young's style. And then, you know, Tom Curran always said, you know, like he was he took all his cues from Freeride, you know, watching yeah watching uh Rabbit. you know, Rabbit Bartholomew and Mark Richards <clears throat> and, and also Michael Peterson from um you know, Morning of the Earth and stuff. So it's but I'm sorry to go on a real bit, but you brought up another thing, which was the homogenization of style. And I think that was starting to become a, yes, there were so many diverse types of styles, probably in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and even the early 80s. But then I think once everybody had a VCR and lots of film surf movies came out on VHS, I think there was a homogenization of style, especially because of Tom Curran. Mm. You know, they said like, the tyranny of perfection was one quote you know they said everyone all of a sudden tried to copy his style and then in the early 90s a lot of the top surfers really or the mid 90s really looked very suspiciously similar to tom curran compared to the early 80s when you had yeah. a diversity but maybe now that there's such a huge amount of media out there You don't have, like you said, now you can go and watch this surf or this type of surfing and it might be diversifying.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? Like I remember, and it's funny, like I feel like every older generation says this of the younger generation, like, oh, I can't tell them apart. They all look the same. And and I feel like that's just how it always is, but I feel like. I don't know. Like, I feel like Rob Machado is a distinct enough style to Kelly Slater or Shane Dorian. You know, but the the current basics were in there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's very interesting. Nobody surfs like Tom Carroll.
1: No. Right. You know? Totally. Yeah.
3: You watch Tom Carroll surf and you watch guys today. Nobody does turns like him. Nobody does the pumping like him. No one stands like him. No one rides boards like him. He's got a very distinct style. And you have that of, like, other surfers from that era. And you look at the influence, and you, it, like, his influence tree kind of stops. You know, like, his style DNA kind of stops with Tom Carroll. Sure, he influences, you know, like, Mike Rommelsi and other... I was just there. thinking that. You know, <laughs> like, he totally influences them in terms of power and stuff, but they don't look like Tom Carroll. That, like, yeah, that back arm. Yeah, that, that he back does, arm uh, and that total back foot stomping turn, like the way he does it and the way his boards even look just looks so different to what other surfers did. And and I feel like, yeah, you know, you, 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 you definitely like I mean, uh, the current DNA is is really spread throughout surfing, you know, like his surfing style, came at a time when vhs and dvds became widely spread and so everyone could watch his surfing and uh i don't want to say mimic but they can pull from it and pull I mean, right and now you see a lot of surfers they all have like they all have like tom curran dna in them for the most yeah,
1: part. yeah the, the body language is all you know, the, the shape the form the technique and i guess you know when you said the word the arbiter yeah. style before like another thing that 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 really spread the gospel of kern was the, the way people in the media wrote about him and continued to talk about tom kern yeah. like i wonder if if there was no one weighing in with their opinions would everybody totally fall for tom kern as much as they did it's hard to know whether we had our own unique feelings, or if it was the, the way he was written and spoken about? Um, hard to say.
3: I mean, what he did was just so pleasing, though. It, it, if you were to watch, and this is no slight to certain surfers, they're all incredible surfers, but if you watch, like, Rob Bain, great surfer, and you put him up against Tom Kern, you're like, I want to surf like Tom Curran. like I think there's just something instinctual About it that you look and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, like you put current against most surfers and there's just something pleasing about him, the way he fits, the way he turns. I don't know what, you know, there's just it's so hard to reduce down, but there's just something about his surfing. And and it was interesting, like, you know, uh, in that Inherent Bummer series, by the way, which is which is really nice, by the way, people should go check it out. On uh they have the whole series on style. Um They talk about, well, if they say like, well, style, if style is subjective and all these things, why do the same surfers' names keep getting brought up again and again when you discuss style? It's always Jerry Lopez, it's always Tom Curran, you know, Dave rossvich like all these surfers, their names keep getting brought up all the time. And is it the media or is it, people just acknowledging that surfing you look excited here you're about to jump through the screen what do you uh, what do you think i think there are certain fundamentals about surfing that just inherently look good you know and you you just see it and you know it. like i said before it's style you you see it you know it when you see it and i think people can just go and see it and you're like that's good style I think there's something in us that is drawn to a certain style and a certain look and a certain aesthetic.
1: I I think I think it's half and half. You know, I think you can't. I think the the way people talk about someone, yeah, it has such a power over. it. And also, the, I think you know, like I remember, I really vividly remember, and I was a little bit older than you when I got into mm. surfing, so I, I was probably a little bit more. I could have a little bit better memory of it, maybe. Yeah. Um and I was I read for like a whole year before I ever got on a board. And just from the reading of it, and I and the the surf movie I watched every day didn't have it had one wave of Tom Kearns yeah. in it. Um I had two movies, you know, I had Blazing Boards and I had uh, you know, the Pipeline Masters. Again, it was yeah. only had one wave of it. And but to me, Tom Kern was a god. By the time I started actually seeing more videos of him, because he was so talked up, mm. and and I and that's the thing, you know, like especially after listening to five podcasts interviewing Matt George over the past two months, <laughs> he hammers the point home, at, at, you know, how important you know the media was in creating idols and. It's the same thing with, with pop music and everything like that. It's like they, they create a hype, and they have a lot to do with that. And so I was primed for Curran, Lopez, you know, like, and you didn't hear people talk about other surfers the same yeah. way. And there was, occasionally you'll see someone and be like, wow, they have a really nice style. How come you don't ever hear anything about them? And when the inherent bummer says, you know, like, why do they keep. Why does it keep going on? Well, it was because they've been talking about it nonstop. <laughs> if you're starting surfing, you read anything, you you're like, who, who are the best mustache surfers in the 70s? Oh, it says here, Tom Curran, you know, and, and oh, no, Jerry not Tom Lopez. Curran, you know, Peter Jerry Lopez and yeah. stuff. Button. So I think yeah. so much of it is the, the power of suggestion, you know, it primes you or it makes you look at it. You mm. might look at something and go, oh, that's cool, but then you read something, hang on a second, let me go back and check that out again. Um, like, I really liked the way Ethan Ewing surfs, of course, but, and I saw him surf a few times. I thought, that's nice, that's nice. But then I read so much stuff about Ethan Ewing's style, and I was like, oh, hang on a second, let me go back. And I'm like, mm. oh, okay, yes, I see that now, mm. okay. So I think, it, you know, like, kind of back to what you were saying before, like, you know, what's what's fashionable really kind of influences things. And then also I think even though Donna can go and watch something she never and she could say oh, yeah I, I I I really like that guy's style at the same time I think that if you are educated in what good taste is I think you you can notice certain things that you wouldn't notice unless someone had described it to you a little bit
3: Well when did style become important in surfing? Do you think?
1: Well, I mean, it probably was <laughs> was important, you know. In the, I mean, they always say, you know, back in Hawaii, there was yeah quite often you you it was all about impressing people, you know, and um, stuff like that. And I know that, um, you know, like they always say, Malibu was for the mainstream, you know. Once surfing started to boom a bit. Malibu was kind of the fertile crescent of the development of the modern good surfing style. And they said, one, because you had the pit there, and you had loads of people right on the beach, and the people could surf right past you where you're watching. So it was this really popular beach with loads of trendy, cool people, and it was a really good wave, so a lot of good surfers would come there. And you, you weren't surfing way out on some reef. You were surfing just like 20 yards offshore, right past everyone. And you had the time to watch it because it was such a long wave. And it was such an easy wave to surf that you could focus on what you looked like as opposed to...
3: And, w- and I imagine there was a peanut gallery on the beach where you could start... The discussion of style started, right? Right, like exactly. Having, having people there... Discussing other surfers' style, analyzing it uh, in real time on the beach probably helped set the stage for the discussion of style, you know, and what matters and what is good style, what isn't. You know, that whole discussion started in those peanut galleries at those beaches where people could gather and watch
1: and comment and shit talk for the most part, too. And that's what I, th- I think you, you basically. Argue the point of how important it is the language of style, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yeah,
3: I, I, and, always, and on that, yeah,
1: and on that yeah. one yeah. bit there. I mean, they, they, like quite often people have said that. So, like, you know, the the first god of style at, at Malibu was Matt Kivlin. Yeah, and people always say he, and he was also like a really good looking, popular guy. And people always said like he deliberately would surf in this very sexy, cool. Way because there was just tons of girls on the beach, you know, <laughs> checking them out, and it was very deliberate to look, you know, like very cool and lukey, you know, so like a gunslinger. Do you remember
3: though? Surfer Magazine did a whole the Surfer Magazine TV show in the 80s did a whole thing on style and who was like the foundation of all the style of modern surfing, and I remember Derek Kind pointing out that Rab- rabbit cake high would be the the patient zero of surf style for modern surfing
1: ah tyler first yeah. of all this is something i said a whole thing in one of our previous podcasts yeah and and it was on the um evolution of high performance surfing yeah. not on style oh and it was it was all about like he was the first, he was patient zero of performance surfing whereas before okay. that it was just riding and then yes joe Quig and times then and matt kibben went over there and well, in one you. of our early one of our early episodes i I described the whole thing
3: well i'm bringing it up again uh-huh. damn it
1: we gotta ruin my fun always well it's just if people are listening to all the episodes they don't want repeats you know rehashed material and we got to be uh, accurate
3: true true well You asked me, or you put in our notes, like who were examples of good style throughout time. Mm -hmm. My list is so fucking long. (laughs) (laughs) It's like so
1: long. It's so long. (laughs) Hone it in, and let's say if the top two, two. Maximum three from each decade or era, you know, because yeah. some decades that I'm an era tie. Can you do it? Oh, it's gonna be tough. I think in the sixties. are these your favorite or are these were the popular agreed upon favorites?
3: A bit of both. It's a mix. Um you know, I think in the sixties, a lot of people give Paul Strau a lot of credit for looking stylish in big waves and looking smooth. Uh, so, uh, I don't have a whole lot of footage to go off of there, but, um, I would have to put him there because it seems like a lot of people give him credit. Um, I think Phil Edwards and Mickey Dora would be the other, you know, in the early part of the sixties. Um, I think you have to break up the sixties into two separate parts, but then, um, you also got to mention, like, in terms of women, Joey Hamasaki gets a lot of credit being as one of the most smooth, stylish female surfers of that, of that generation, potentially of many surfers following. Uh, there's not a lot of footage that exists as well, but I'm only going off of what I've read. Uh, then you, you go to Nat Young, you have to put in. Yeah, I got to put in Wayne Lynch and Jerry Lopez, you know, I think are in there. Uh, buttons. Bertelman, Rabbit, Mr. Sean Thompson. I don't know. It's really difficult in the seventies. It gets so hard because everyone's so yeah, and stylish. I
1: think, I think you're also just like now, like talking about I'm just the top surfers there. What about forget about what what everyone else saw because there's, there's yeah. so many different things here. Like if you could only take like like a desert island disc, you know, yeah. of like five. Surfers who like you're only ever allowed to watch clips of these surfers ever again. And it's focus on the style so much. Like, mm. let's say you wanted something basically to just like that's gonna make you feel good and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna feel pleasing. Like, some just cool, you know, like what, who are those five? And it could be men, right, women. Personal. So this is personal, personal. favorites. Okay.
3: Um, Tom Curran, Avi, um, Aki would be another, Steph Gilmore, um, Luke Egan for me is, is in Ooh. there. I know. I just love his style and because I'm a big, well, yeah, you know what? I'm a big goofy foot, broad-shouldered goofy foot, and he is that, so, and he's always been, his backhand is so smooth. Um, you know, then, uh, I think John, John would be pretty, pretty much in there. Who is that for God? then um, it's a toss up really between then, like, God, it's the, that fifth one would be difficult because I've been really enjoying Bryce Young surfing a lot lately because he's doing some pretty creative stuff, but then. God, like it's like a toss-up between that or uh, Dane Reynolds, you know, or Mason Ho. Like, I I have a difficult time choosing.
1: What about you? (laughs) I'm not completely sure. Um, Or like, I was just, and that's the thing. I think I've I've seen so much Tom Curran that I've almost like overdosed uh, on on it, you know, and also like yeah, I think I've overdosed on Tom <laughs> I've overdosed on Jerry Lopez as well. um but I know when I um when uh, it was just on the tip of my tongue. Um, I mean it's when you watch like going back after reading so much about Mickey Dora, but I hadn't yeah. watched much of him surfing, then I just went back and actually watched the footage again of him and it was like oh boy he really was something special and because he really looked what I was saying before unself-conscious totally in the moment in the present and totally in control what you were saying mm-hmm. like there's some like when you go back and watch footage of the the, the top surfers of the longboard era and quite often they're looking stylish but then they'll look a bit out of control at one Mm. point or they'll um something they'll have to readjust they'll move their back foot back or something whereas he looked unbelievably in control even when he was like out of control like yeah it was his body was never out of control his board might have been out of control sometimes but his body was just always relaxed and untense and um but totally aware as well and and looked like he was just doing it for himself which is interesting because I'm sure he cared what other people thought but it's I think he is really up there like you watch him and it's like oh that just feels good watching him surf mm. and I, I do think that uh, it al- he almost makes me laugh there's something just like so it probably is a little bit self-conscious his surfing but it's almost like so audacious in his style and it's it's Terry Fitzgerald. Like you watch him yeah. and like it's 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 just like, look at what he's doing. He's like thrusting his hips, he's got his yeah. arms back, he's doing this cool but he is just it's just it's you almost like shake your head and you're just like, Yeah, fuck that, that is cool. I would love to be.
3: <laughs>
1: I would love to be him, you know. And um but right. He
3: had, he, the the beauty of Terry Fitzgerald is, you know, they call him the body torque or whatever, you know, like the, the, he, he, you, he leveraged a lot of his body movements, you know, in a way that, that got him into different positions on the wave and, and utilized like his bottom turns and twisting his head, you know, and his arms are up in the air at Jeffrey's Bay and he's like straightening out the bottom. Then he goes his hard bottom turn, but he like, twists and torques his upper body towards the wave and it almost like the whole board follows you know there's something about like how he uses his body to project the board into a different place on the wave you know I I, I don't know yeah but, yeah You know, it looks, like, it looks
1: almost like technique you know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it looks like he's having a good time you know like <laughs> that's I think when I watch him of course it's aesthetic but it also um it, it has an emotional appeal like i just feel like i feel like you know if i was in it just feeling a bit you know like unconfident about something or i was going into a stressful meeting or something if i you know it's you like get psyched listening... up
3: by thinking of terry fitzgerald if,
1: if, if i watched some like a few minutes of his surfing i'd be like yeah fuck it man you know I could.
3: <laughs> five summer story segment too with the drum beat that's a good pump up. yeah 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 <laughs> And the long hair that he has, you know, it just looks so, oh,
1: primal. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the surfer, who I, I haven't seen any real much footage, but from the photographs just looks just, again, it ticks all the boxes, is real Sun? Yeah. Like, um, she's just, you know, like, not just the longboard, even the shortboard pictures, she really just looks so, poised F-list. and artistic and, and on it you know um, so I think it's but it would be that would be something I haven't really seen much I've seen a few some longboarding footage so I don't I don't know I feel like I'd want I would take that as a wild card like okay I'll buy it mm. hopefully it's a good track you know <laughs> let
3: me ask you this what about a surfer style what does it say about a surfer style in their ability to adapt to the boards they're riding So I remember seeing and I've seen footage of, you know, Kelly Slater, greatest surfer of all, competitive surfer of all time. Um, But if you watch him ride a single fin or twin fin or fish or any sort of more um, more difficult board to ride, I want to say, like they don't let you go where you want to go. They're more limiting those designs. His surfing looks like shit to me. Like I've watched him on MR Twins and he looks like he's trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And that says something about a surfer's style. I think that they, their style could adapt to different boards. And I think there's something to that, that that doesn't always get discussed in surfing. It's like your ability to ride a variety of equipment and still look good and stylish on it. It says something about your style. And I know... A lot of people are claiming blasphemy here because I'm saying Slater doesn't look good on all these other equipment, but he doesn't. Like, there's footage of Jesse Fane and Kelly Slater surfing Jeffries Bay on fishes, twin-keel fishes. And Jesse Fain destroys Slater, like just surfs head and shoulders better than Slater because Slater's trying to make the board do things it's not meant to do. It, he's trying to pump it the way he would like his short boards, he's not reading the board basically, you know, whereas Jesse can, Jesse Fane like was like, just knew how to ride a twin keel and draw out the turns and make it look smooth. Whereas Slater can't do it. And if you look at thicker than water, Slater's trying to double pump these single fins, you know, and it just doesn't. Sure. It's amazing. He does an air and can do like big maneuvers, but it doesn't fit. It doesn't look like it fits well. And he's trying to force the board to do something that it's not meant to do.
1: I think it makes him even more stylish no. because what he does is it, it goes back to like, whether you're trying to please people or not, he doesn't give a shit about riding all those other boards to him. It's a waste of time. He's it's, it's the same reason that he will take out all these experimental boards Cause he's so focused on trying to like push his area of surfing. Yeah. And, and he's so, he has so much conviction about things. He's, he's such a, in a lot of ways, I think he's really evolved into someone who's a, really not a people pleaser, you know? And he just, when you watch him surfing at his best, it's just like, this person really is totally focused in it. He's not trying to, be a, a stylish person. He's just there's something so pure and honest and guileless about it. And it's it's in a way it's the way why he doesn't put any effort into learning how to surf sunset because he's like I don't like that wave, you know. And it and it totally his surfing is such an expression. It it totally marries up with what kind of a person he is as well. Like when you watch him surf, I think it's a very clear expression of his personality because that's when you re- hear the recent interviews about him. That's exactly how he is. And, um, so I think as far as being able to adapt to a different equipment, I, I really value it. And I think it would be pretty awesome to have like an overall surfer, you know, a complete surfer who can do everything. And in that sense, why, you know, like why someone like, you know, Ryan Birch could be, you can make a case for him being the best surfer in the world because he can kind of do it all. Bryce Young. Really well. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah something like that um whereas slater can't but as far as whether it's uh, and yeah i think slater has bad style on all those other boards because it's just not it's just not working and if he was if he was laboring the i think if he was deliberately surfing those boards a lot and he thought it was good a good way to do it then you can make the case that oh yeah uh, he's not a stylish surfer, but I think the, the fact that he's just like, okay, I'll do it for Jack's movie, you know, or something. You know, do it because uh, this thing, just to humor you guys and lend my name to it. But I think in one way, it makes him a bit more stylish. He's like, fuck do I? It, it's like, uh, <laughs> it's like. Well, let uh, me ask you this then. Can yeah. style be
3: used to analyze a surfer's personality? Can you psychoanalyze a surfer
1: through their surfing style? I think it can be a tool. Mm. It might not be accurate. Because, yeah. Well, yes, because actually if someone was surfing in this really beautiful, loving way and then you met them and they weren't that kind they'd be like, oh, let me write this. Let me jot this down. Yeah. This guy <laughs> is a two-faced, you know, <laughs> fake.
3: <laughs> right? I, I, I wonder, like, so go back to Slater here for a second. Here's my theory. Slater doesn't like like Slater could never work an office job in his life. You know, like he could never do a nine to five. He could never do a restrictive thing in his life. Like he is someone who saying he hasn't done it, but I'm just saying like, this is a guy who likes his freedom. He likes to Mm. go where Mm -hmm. when there's swell, he likes to go here, likes to do all these different things. He doesn't like to be pinned down and doesn't like boundaries. And so when you put him on a board that has boundaries, it doesn't work for him. And he needs to ride boards that allow him to be free and to go where his mind wants to go. So there, there's something there we could, we could really get him on the couch about this if we wanted to. <laughs> like, tell well, me about your father. <laughs> it's interesting.
1: Did you listen to um, uh, Jed Smith's interview with Matt George on Ain't That Swell? Not yet, no. It was very fascinating. And Matt George touches exactly on what you were just saying. He said, you look at Rob Machado. Rob Machado didn't come from a wealthy family, but he came from a very secure household, a very loving family. You know, His yeah. parents were together. I, I, I guess his, his dad just passed away, Yeah, so it's quite a big, sad thing right now. And that, I think, was one of the reasons they were talking about it. But um, they said, you look at that, and... Rob Machado surfs with this, with love, basically, and care, you know, on, mm. on the waves. You know, he looks, he doesn't look like he's like desperately trying to achieve something. He looks just like he's really in sync and moving with the wave. Whereas he said, you know, like Kelly Slater or, you know, you know Mick Fanning, he said, Dean Morris, he mentioned these three names. He said, you watch them and they don't have bad styles. But you can see the the hunger and the desperation mm. in them, and because they surfing was their salvation, it's something they had to fight for, and something that they used to you know to to climb up out of you know some challenging life situations. And for them, when they're surfing, it's like it is a matter of life and death, and you can see it, you know like and it's it's what's so stoking about the way they surf um so yes, the does seem to you know with the way you described kelly slater you know and his desire for freedom and accomplishment and breaking boundaries you know like without slater's desire to do all that stuff surfboard design wouldn't have progressed the way it has and that's mm-hmm. the same thing with wayne lynch although wayne lynch i understand i think did come from a very loving family but he was also desperate he, he hated the surfboards that yeah. they were on and he was desperate for them to change he didn't want hard surfboards. He wanted easy surfboards. Same thing with Jerry Lopez. You know, he designed the, you know, the Coral Cruiser because he wanted an easy surfboard. It's interesting when you juxtapose
3: that with like Derek Hines, whole, you know, Heinlein quiver and how the boards are meant to be difficult. (laughs) You know, he talks about how he Mm -hmm. wants the boards to be hard to surf so that they force you to learn how to ride the boards, you know, the way they're meant to be ridden. I, I always think interesting, interesting how
1: that that diverges from there. Yes. Well, I think, I mean, you know, Derek, oh, hell, I mean, you actually know that you're friends with him, but from what I understand at Der- Derek Hind, you know, he's seems to have always approached surfing, um, you know, like uh, not necessarily as an intellectual, but as someone who's just a, a massive enthusiast, you know, like a real student of surfing and someone who just, you know, wants yeah wants to be challenged wants to explore all the different things as opposed to means to an end i mean in fact he was you know he went to university and he had his big job lined up like surfing was never his ticket out of yeah you know difficulty for him it was like it's it's in a way the same way it is for us you know like we find it just really fascinating and we want all these different things we might want to be challenged you know we're not Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish anything We don't want surfboards to get out of our way to let us accomplish something. We want all that interesting stuff. And so I think someone like Derek Hine would look at it like that. So the big question then is, if you were to analyze my
3: surfing, what would that say about my personality and and how would you psychoanalyze me?
1: (laughs) Oh, there's total hero worship of me, of course. (laughs) No, no, I... uh, I think watching you surf, like I've always thought that because it's so smooth and sure-footed and when I watch, I always think that you're incredibly aware of the way. I always feel like your mind is going much faster than the wave is because you look totally relaxed and sure-footed and um, like you're in complete control and that if you need to be spontaneous you can because you're you're so in control of it and i always and like also so such body awareness like there's no there's no kind of flapping there's no loose movements it all fits together so it it seems to kind of and it also i think it does look like an awareness of what correct form is it doesn't yeah. look too self-conscious but you look like someone who has an education in what good style is and what good form and what taste Why, thank is. thank you. Yeah, And th- but that's, I think when you watch it, it's like, you're like, oh, that person, if you ask that person what good surfing is, they would know it. And in fact, like I think Tom Curran has been quoted as saying that when he was growing up, he deliberately wanted to surf uh, in, with correct form and the correct way. And I think he was very, you know, I mean, he won. His dad was, you know, a legendary surfer. All his friends were serious surfers, yeah. you know, like he grew up at, at Rincon, which was, you know, like this <laughs> yeah. major surf spot. He and Santa Barbara in the 70s and, and the early 80s was an area where people really cared and valued style. And so he was very much aware of what. Good technique, good style was, and so um, so I think yeah, that's what yeah. It,
3: well, thank you. I thought I thought we were going to get into the the emotional stuff. Well, you know, the the divorce clearly affected your off the top, and you know, and you know, the with the, you know, and a little bit of your depression comes out and your cutback and all that sort of stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, maybe a desire for perfection, you <laughs> yeah. know, as an escape for uh, the madness that's going on.
3: Or my my people pleasing and like wanting to have a pleasing style because I want to please people. There you go. Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What, um, let me ask then, like, what about bad style? What is bad
1: style when it comes to surfing? Um, I think, I mean, a starting point is a lack of awareness on so many, on lots of different levels, you know, um, a lack of, a lack of awareness of, of what you probably look like, you know, like a lack of control of yeah. your body. Like either you can't make your body do what you want it to do. And, or you have no idea what, you know, like what, what good form is or what, you know, like, a, thing is it's a bit of a lack of awareness, perhaps, and a lack of you know it shows control there. of your
3: body too, lack of control. And-
1: well, I mean that's okay. Let's start first. Yeah. I think I think with the same thing, which when they talk about artists or musicians, dancers, and surfing, like it's really hard to have real style until you've gotten to a certain level of proficiency. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm sure you know within the first week. You know, you can like start to make fun of your friend's, you know, (laughs) style. Like, oh God, you 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 stand a certain way. Your arm does a funny thing. But that's more like your potential for style. I think it. it, Yeah, I think you really have to be at a certain level of proficiency first to have any real style. Otherwise, it's just it's not really you. You're not expressing yourself at all. You're just trying to stay on the wave and move the board around. So you first have to have a certain level of proficiency, and then, yeah, it's so so bad. Style is you know low proficiency, but I don't think at that point you can't really say whether you have to wait till someone's a good enough surfer before you start to criticize their style. <laughs> and I, I, um, yeah, I, I think sometimes it, it's also you'll see people who I mean I see it a lot. Like I see it a lot at the wave pool where. There are people who are good enough surfers. you know. They can come off the bottom, they can come off the top, but they're so focused on doing the maneuver that they're not paying attention to the wave, I think, and they're not mm-hmm. paying attention to their body, and it shows a real lack of attention. And I think that's the thing. If you were going to talk about someone walking down the street with good style or clothing style, it's someone who is aware of of what they of, of 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 uh you know, they're making their decisions consciously. So when I said before, like you don't want to be too self conscious mm-hmm. to have good style, you do have to be very conscious to have yeah. good style. And when you see someone with bad style, it's immediately is is someone you can you just get this feeling that they're not paying very close attention to a lot of different things and there i think there's
3: a lack of knowledge of where they can pull their style from maybe i wonder if they're not watching enough surfing or if they're i sometimes wonder if the the athletics or the gymnastics of surfing ruins the style of surfing and i feel and i i guess like sometimes i wonder if um People who are so focused on doing airs and doing certain gymnastic maneuvers, they forget about the style that, 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 you know, that is also part of the function, too, you know, to get to those places. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I sometimes wonder if the gymnastics of surfing ruins the style of surfing. You know, there are some phenomenal surfers who just, you know, if you took away the maneuvers, They wouldn't look that good on the wave,
1: you know? Yeah. The only thing I think that the challenge to that, which, which Mm. kind of might disprove it is that you can in the sixties when there was no gymnast, there weren't any gymnastics, you couldn't do it. You had a lot of people with poor styles, uh, you know, whether it be this, you know, like stink bug or something, or you know, people on longboards who are good surfers can have bad style. And yet you can have people who are incredibly gymnastic have amazing style. I don't, sure. think, I don't think the amount of people with bad style has gone up necessarily with a shortboard. But I do think when people f- maybe focus too much on the mm-hmm. gymnastics and they miss out on certain things, it ends up becoming... that. You have to be focused on everything. You have yeah. to be focused on the wave, your body, and the board. I also, I wonder, like I've always had this theory that that boards can help
3: your style also and the types of boards you ride will teach you something about the wave, the surfing, and will we'll help your style. So I remember a lot of times, and, then, and you still see it today, a lot of people who make the jump from like a, their first surfboard, which is maybe a fun board, and they jump right to a shortboard right away. And then what ends up happening is they end up getting awful style, I find, because they Don't have the fundamentals down, so they overcompensate. So, like if you were riding a fun board for a summer and then all of a sudden you bought a short board, uh, you know, and you're riding the short board, you're going to probably have a stink bug style because your fundamentals aren't totally down. So, you're overcompensating by widening your feet to get that balance that you had you spent more time on the longer board, you might have, you know, developed a bit more of a sure stance without having to overcompensate in other ways. And I remember seeing this a lot with lots of friends who jumped to shortboards and they had a stink bug style and hopped a lot and didn't flow because they, they skipped a step in terms of their board progress because they were trying to run before they could walk. And I've, I've had people where uh, who had bad style and then were suggested to ride a single thin or a twin keel board or something that, and once they have rode those boards for a certain amount of time, their style got smoother and got better, you know, because they learned how to, they learned certain fundamentals and they learned how to read the wave differently because of the shape and design. And so I think boards have a lot to do with
1: the development of one's style. I think, yes, because if you're struggling, you're not styling. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And, and in fact, like, you know, that was like an old term, you know, from the 80s or 90s. It's like, ah, you're styling. It's When you have things, when you're not struggling, when things are all in your daily life are working, you know, you're styling, you know, you've got it all going for you, you're styling. And that's, uh, that's just it. If you're on a board, that's, you didn't, you missed out some steps, you're struggling.
3: All right. Which surfers have bad style?
1: Would you, would you name? Oh, no, I don't want to name anyone with bad style. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that.
3: Oh, man, I no. have a whole list. I have a whole yeah. list.
1: I don't think there's anything to be gained from that.
3: <laughs> Fine. Even though you asked it in the notes, but whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, it. It. what are you... I mean, I feel like what's happened, though, in today's environment when it comes to style is surfing has so it's so big now. There's so there's no monolith anymore. And there's just so many different types of surfing,
1: Mm -hmm.
3: like going back to what we talked about earlier, like it's now I don't want to say it's regionalized, but it's decentralized the style. There's there's so many different strains or, or DNA you know, DNAs of style out there now that you can pull from and try to surf like. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are disciples of Ryan Birch and then there are people who are disciples of Gabriel Medina. You know, it's really interesting now to see it splinter off. Like it is not that homogenized anymore.
1: No, and it's, yeah, well, that's what I was saying before. I think, you know, we've it's actually because of, we we have really, you know, we went down the the, the, the path of, media homogenizing style but we we stuck we we kept at it and now media has probably allowed us to have more diverse uh, types of style and also it's interesting i know it sounds contradictory but yes back to what i said before is like by being you don't want to come off as self-conscious because that doesn't look stylish yet having the camera pointing at us all has probably placed a premium on style again it's 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 Mm. upped its priority and i mean when you go on to instagram you do see such a wide range of surfing styles that and you can tell they're really focused on trying to on so many people look amazing when they're surf now (laughs) like Mm. you'll have you know men and women on all different types of boards and I think people really value style because they know they're being watched. And um, and that's, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, forget it. It's I think people probably look more aesthetically pleasing. But then... Yeah. I, yeah, I, um, yeah. Well, there's less of
3: a consensus, I guess, maybe, of what good style is because there's so many variations of it. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I think this is like... Like a bigger thing than surfing, even with media being so decentralized now and democratized that it's become we're becoming more tribal again, you know like there there's more smaller tribal uh, aesthetics that we're all falling into mm. that we like, you know with surfing or or in culture in general culturally you know in the world where where we have everyone is like falling into these smaller and smaller. Niches, and it's we're becoming more tribal again, uh, yeah. to a certain extent.
1: I think mean, it's funny, in how like people will, crit- will criticize both extremes, you know. Yeah. Like, in the past, they said, you know, like we're, we're all too similar, and, and now people are worried we're all too different. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> I guess the thing is, as long as we're accepting uh, all the different things, exactly.
3: Um, and, I mean, it's you're you know, one of the best places to go watch a variety of surfers is Nobody Surf. Oh yeah, yeah. They highlight people I've never heard of who may not be even professional level surfers. They're not, you know, but they are good surfers. And there's such a variety of styles. Like there's a like there. It's just so fascinating to watch. Like there's this Japanese guy I watch surfing, Koki Nakamura, and this guy is like one of the most stylish surfers. I swear. And he rides a variety of equipment. He rides a lot of fishes. He rides small beach break, but, man, he makes it look so good and so fun and really interesting, you know? And you can see, you can you could dissect his surfing style a little bit. You can dissect the influences. And it's just, it's cool. Like, we live in a very cool period, actually, where there is such a variety of surfers that we can look towards and that don't have to be uh, professional surfers that we can identify with. That's the other thing. Like, watching... Gabriel Medina, Philippe Toledo is almost like, I can't identify with that surfing anymore. So I look towards these surfers on Nobody Surf
1: to inspire me or to get mm. me excited. Mm. Well, that, that, that last bit there might be a good note to kind of end on in a way, is that um, when, is, when is, not what, what is good style, what's bad style, but when is focusing on style how could style be a, a force for good, and how could style be a force for evil? Mm. Well,
3: I think it could be good in the sense of everyone, indiv- you know, individually expressing themselves and being able to do that. It's when it becomes too restrictive and uh, limits your expression that's when it can become, e- you know, evil or bad. You know, when you are trying to force yourself to surf a certain way in a certain criteria that is unnatural to you.
1: That's a good point. You know, yeah, that's and, when it becomes a, you become a slave to fashion as opposed to
3: an original. And hence, maybe it's best that they don't judge on the, w, on the WSL style. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. You know, maybe it shouldn't be judge style because if you did, it would force people... Into a more homogenized style, and it would force people to surf unnaturally.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To quote, uh, was it Groove Armada? If everybody looked the same, we'd get tired of looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> One last yeah. thing I wanted oh, to Oh, no, touch I, is I. Well, yeah. I, I also had a, oh. is another thought on that as well. But yeah, I agree with you on what you said. Um, but I also think it's like style can be when you're focusing on style because and and it becomes your whole focus that you're almost like looking too inward and when you're going surfing you're so focused on looking a certain way that you end up kind of disconnecting from the other surfers like you want their approval you want them to look at you a certain way but if you if you fuck up for one you have a mm. shitty session because of it and you're trying to you're using it as a status symbol in a way well, you mm-hmm. know to say to show that you're better than other people it kind of separates you from others cuz i've and i've quite often thought oh, why why worry about style so much we should just not worry about it you know but then i was imagining like some people when they go surfing and you you're out in the lineup and you see a really good surfer with a certain style can get everyone else a bit more stoked, and can get everyone a bit more tuned into the waves, and a bit more tuned into surfing, and it can be inspiring. You know, it can be used mm. as a tool to inspire people and to get people pumped well, up, and to and to make it in a yeah. way that like good architecture complements complements nature. Mm. You know, like your and and in a way that uh, on was it Dogtown. One of the Z Boys said, you know, like good style was important because if you had bad style, you was like you had a bad smell and you were stinking up the place. <laughs> well, I think there's also you know, when it comes to
3: that, like I think um you know I think the 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 I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> edit that in later. No, no, I'm keeping that shit in there. No, you I, can edit it in when yeah, you remember it. it later. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, I think, um, yeah, I, I think, like, when it comes to...
1: Um, Have you got uh, it back?
3: No, I thought I had it there for a second.
1: You know what they say? You should go out the door and come <laughs> back in again. It somehow trips something off in the brain.
3: Well, one thing I did want to discuss before we, we move on is also style trees. I have this idea of a style tree. Like there's a DNA that flows through surfing. Uh, and there are different style trees of different influence. You know? And I feel like... And I was just like I was constructing a style tree. Like a family tree, basically, of style. Mm. And it's, uh, it's my theory. It's, it's Phil Edwards and Mickey Dora influencing Nat Young, Peter Droon which influenced Rabbit, which influenced Tom Curran, which influenced Kelly Slater, which influenced everyone.
2: <laughs> well, it is,
1: I mean, that one has been discussed yeah. uh, by people in the know and they, they quite often say that Mickey Dora and Phil Edwards were two different um, were two different branches, basically. Yeah. And Mickey Dora would have influenced Peter Druin and, uh, you know, and gone down that kind of direction you know who influenced rabbit who and um who influenced tom curran and who influenced kelly slater so that would have been one of it you know that kind of almost a feminine a very feminine kind of uh cat well cat-like type yeah. of surfing and whereas phil edwards was was quite often described as the original power surfer mm-hmm. and nat young then well Nat well midget fairly mm-hmm. originally copied um Phil Edwards and he he told, you know, Nat Young, he said, Well that's who you gotta call co- yeah, that's who you gotta he's the best surfer. So Nat said, Okay, he, well I'll copy him too. And he copied him, like really studied him. But then I don't know if, if mixing a couple things up, I think McTavish said, you know, if you wanna two trains running on the same track, the one in behind can't ever pass them by. So then Nat started to, you know, once he learned from watching Nat, from watching Phil he developed his own style and as we said before Michael Peterson yeah. just totally he was totally uh open about copying Nat Young and he even, I even read something that he said like when he was in Hawaii in the mid 70s is like I want to surf like I so saw this picture of Nat Young doing a bottom turn on this board at sunset I want to do a Nat Young bottom turn and so he made a board just so he could do that and then I think and I don't know for certain, but I think then, you know, Gary Elkerton, whether he was, did it deliberately or not, it's he looks so much like Michael Peterson and, and Nat mm. Young, just on different boards. After that, it's tricky to see who really comes out of that, you know. I don't know who comes out of uh, Gary Elkerton.
3: Oh, I mean, any sort of power surfer from Australia, you know, because of the emphasis on power. Here, here's what I wanted to talk about before that I forgot, and it kind of ties all into this. When you're young, particularly when, if you grow up surfing and you're young and you watch surfing and study it, what happens is you try to mimic that style when you're like a teenager. You know, you're in your head. Like, And I remember as a kid trying to do Aki arms when I did a turn or a Tom Curran pizza throw or... You know, whatever it is, like I would imagine myself surfing like those people. And as you get older, your body changes. You do, you know, you grow, and all of a sudden you start to, you're, you know, and as you start to d- kind of discover who you are as a person as you're growing older, you know, your your more individual style starts to come out in your surfing. And it really blossoms as you get older. It almost becomes more and more your own and less and less of what you were uh, influenced by, I think. And I think that, ha- that says something about a personal growth and development in style, right? You look at like Chloe Andino. He used to idolize Mick Fanning. And when he was a teenager, he looked like Mick Fanning in many ways. He would do turns like him and did all this. Now, when you watch him surf, he looks le- more and more like, Coloe and Dino and less like McFanning. And there are lots of surfers. And I think there's something to that where you're young, impressionable, and you take these styles and you take your influences. And as you, your muscle memory and your body starts to develop, you will do these turns and you will do all these things. But as you start to develop, develop yourself and sense of self and your own personality and who you are in comfort in who you are, your style really starts to show your own style and and it can be influenced by those things but you start to form your own of who you are and that's kind of like how you do with your
1: personalities i think yes yeah well i guess it stops at a certain age like i don't think unless you unless you didn't start surfing until you're much older like yeah I bet you wouldn't be able to find anyone whose style changes after they're in their early 20s, early mid 20s. No,
3: no, it just becomes more and more like themselves and less and less like the people they were emulating. I think, I think you, you know, like as you get older, your own certain eccentricities start
1: to become more pronounced as you get older. I think. But That's is there any, theory. like, I mean, it's like, if you look at any like top surfers who have yeah. you know made it into their fifties or some sixties or something like that, like, they, their style hasn't really changed since they were early 20s
3: i would just really. i mean i watched watch tom curran from like 18 when he i know 18 yes yeah 18, and, yes, and yeah, but, 18 but, 19 but, even 20 and then you watch him now it's it's different you know it is different his tube stance is different he he doesn't bend his knees uh and and uh he's not as upright in his tube stance he's more hunched over his back is more arched forward because maybe his knees can't do certain things. That's it's arthritis. Time. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, you learn how to adapt. But you, it almost becomes like the, 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 um, the, the personalities become more pronounced in the style. You know, I well, think Definitely. You but on. I
1: think but it must be like 90% of the surf style for a serious surfer who started as a yeah. kid. By the time Zero. you're 25, it's there and it's so hard to get rid of it you know after that you know you could yeah, yeah you'll make little tweaks and everything but it's 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 interesting because i would watch like really top surfers and i'd be like come on like you're so good surely you could surf any style you want but you can't you know yeah. like it's it's formed by that point point. and i know i find that with guitar playing like I, i'm like god i just keep even though i've gotten a lot better i've kept on getting better it's, it's really hard to break those things that were imprinted upon while the brain was developing, you know? Um, How cool would
3: it be, though, if you had a competitive surfer who could mimic anyone's style, and then he would compete against you and copy your style and be able to surf just like you? <laughs> How interesting would that be? Like, if someone could just adjust, had that type of control where they could be like, oh... I'm going to do my Tom Curran imitation surfing right now. And, oh, you know what? I'm surfing this way. I'm going to surf more like Felipe today. and Or I'm going to surf like this and, like, be able to adjust your style, like, acting, but, like, with surfing. Uh, yeah. You know, well, that style. would be a fun That'd thing,
1: be- like, of an event, you know, like, whereas instead of you know, just checking out all these different boards, like, if you took, like, top surfers and said, okay, in this event, you have to you pull from a hat. Yeah, you're gonna pull f- f- five different surfers th- from you know from the shore you know, from like early '80s to now, and you're you've got like fifteen minutes or like three waves you have to surf as each one. You know that would be, that would be really th-
3: the coolest contest ever. How yeah. great would that be? Like you got to surf like Matt Archibald, you know, and like oh yeah. my god, okay, what am I gonna do? You know, I'd I'd probably. Well, I'm bald now, so I could surf like old Matt, Matt Archibald because I have no hair, but otherwise I would put on a wig and do the hair toss, you know? <laughs> I think that would be fun, yeah. <laughs> Listeners, let's do it. Let's create a style style competition where you have to mimic uh, or imitate or play out a surfer's style on the way. Well,
1: that's how you could do it as a competition. You could yeah. have heats where you flip a coin, whoever calls head or whatever it is, Picks from the hat, and the both of them have to try to surf, surf a heat. Like a They're emulating that, and they get judged not on yes. necessarily the quality of their surfing, but simply on how close to the actual person's style oh they my surf. God, can you imagine that? Like, well, imagine it's if so you took cool. like you know these like real established surfers. Imagine if you did take you know Tom Curran and all these guys, you know, people a little bit older, and you, and they picked out Mark Richards, and all of them trying to do Mark Richards is. Style, you know, it'd have to be really distinct <laughs> styles, you know, and you'd have to have boards, the boards too, at the competition
3: that they rode, you know, similar boards, right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. MR Twinton and you have to do the wounded gull, like that'd be fascinating to see people. Yeah, you have their actual boards, yeah, yeah, that would be awesome, and you see their interpretation of that surfer,
1: Sean Thompson. And, I would just do lots of pullouts through the wave, and also. <laughs> You'd have an independent, you know, judging panel, but you'd also have those surfers, yes, watching it, and you they, you'd film them like grimacing and you know, like laughing to themselves. Do I really I surf you're... like this? Oh my god! Is that what oh, they? Fuck really... off! Fuck off! Yeah, I think that'd be awesome.
3: I think that's a great idea. We should totally do that. <laughs> you do. You could do it in a wave pool, which would be really cool, actually. To try... <laughs> That's how the Kelly Slater wave pool competition would be more interesting. Yeah. (laughs) And we will be right back. And now, back to our show. All right, James. You know what time it is. Oh, yeah. It's that time, listeners, for Stump Stump My my bro. Bro. Okay. I got some. I got some questions. I came prepared. Okay. How about you?
1: How yeah, you I got feeling? a few.
3: All right. I'm kind of scared of yours. I'm always <laughs> Mine aren't that awesome, I don't think. But I always All say right. that. Though. <laughs> Mine are never awesome. So, no. <laughs> All Have
1: right. Have confidence. Have confidence. Right. In yourself. Okay. You. You first. Okay. Um, Age before beauty. This one might be an easy one. Yeah. Uh, which... Uh, Kai Lenny was uh, quoted in the last couple of years was saying there was one surfer he'd really like to surf like. And I, and I was like, oh, weird. Like, Kyle like is like this, this, this freak big wave surfer who does all these other things. It was like, oh, I didn't even think he cared about, you know, like oh. normal mainstream surfers. And I was like, oh, interesting. Who was it? John John? No. No? Laird?
3: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i mean that's probably oh yeah, look i layered hamilton he, that's what we always forget you know before the whole toe surfing yeah came he had the coolest style and <laughs> yeah. he was a beautiful just ah yeah he was awesome and you if you, there's some footage out there of him you know just surfing backdoor in the eighties, oh, and it's off just the like, wall and
3: backdoor and his like man. cutbacks on the end of the wave and how about the freaking flips that he used to do with the Velcro and the? But that's strap. that.
1: But even just like conventional surfing, yeah. like he was a super badass, stylish surf. And also, and I think what hearts. was what was really cool back then is that he his mouth always seemed closed. Like he, he's such a um, expressive person now. Like you, you know exactly mm. what he's thinking. But back then, he would never smile. He would never show his teeth. Yeah. And I just thought, like this guy. He's so arrogant. He's so cool, you know. Like, um, in really, a way, he was he, just very insecure
3: about his teeth until he got Invisalign. Well, he was a <laughs> and he was a model, so I guess that yeah. would the But I always
1: <laughs> thought that, like, he had so much power because he just didn't. He just looked so badass. So yeah, he was very. Solid. No, it wasn't him. Who it was, was Ethan he? Ewing? Ethan uh, Ewing. I can. I mean, who
3: wouldn't want to surf like Ethan Ewing? Oh my gosh. So yeah. beautiful to watch. So, he, so that's who it, his style. By the way, has evolved. You know, when he w- first got on tour the first time around, everyone thought he looked like Andy Irons. You know, he had a very Andy Irons esque style. And over the and then he fell off tour, and then really developed his rail game even more so, and it's become his own. Basically, he's someone that had a certain style that reminded uh, everyone of a certain pro, and then it. He molded as he became more of uh, himself, molded his own style.
1: Well, see, his body shape is real, must. Yeah. I mean, he's very muscular now. So, whereas yeah. Andy Irons was more lithe, you know, so that probably affects it. So, right, that was, so, uh, yeah. Was so, you know, so, I have a
3: softball here for you. I'm going to lob it your way. Uh, it's a quote uh, Name the surfer who said this. They go out and ride any surfboard. They could probably go out and ride the door off your house and surf it with style. Who rabbit. said this? Yes, rabbit. What movie? Those Surfers. Yes. <laughs> I had to do what? that one. I had to lob that one. I just thought it was a really fun style of quote that I wanted to put in there.
1: They <laughs> might not have the most, might not be the best surfer, but they were the most stylish, styling surfer. He yes, the styling girlfriend and. Oh, so I have the whole
3: quote written down, actually. <laughs> the styling car. It may not have been the newest car, but it was the most styling car. Right. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, what was the inspiration for Billy Hamilton's style? I mean, Bull- actually, he's Bull- someone, when you watch the footage of him, actually, that's like yeah. someone who, oh, that was, was really good, beautiful, perfect. Bullfighting. Style. Uh, no matador, no? No. He, he gets compared to a matador quite yes. often. Sorry. But it was a, a picture of Jesus Christ, um, kind of blessing people.
0: <laughs> and he <laughs> oh,
1: said, he said, that would look cool in a cutback, and he deliberately started doing that. <laughs> That's great.
3: Okay, he's
1: he's someone who also he did the impossible trick of being a master stylist on a longboard and, and then a converted. master stylist on a shortboard. He made the transition. Very yeah, early. yeah. Like, I think, uh, not to, to take anything away, but like, David Nueva went from being an amazing longboarder to an amazing shortboarder. And actually what he did, what was really cool, is he completely changed his style, yeah. which is pretty awesome. But he wasn't, uh, I think, on the shortboard, he was more just like, a very good high performer. Whereas on the longboard, he was the best stylist. Whereas I don't think he was the best stylist on the shortboard. This is going to sound Billy sounds, Hamilton still was.
3: This is going to sound sacrilegious to a lot of people, but I had Dave Nueva on my list of ugly surfers on the shortboard. I never liked his style of surfing on the shortboard. He was very functional. Yeah, he was, he was very functional. very, very wide stanced. Uh, not, I'm not. He was a great surfer. Don't get me wrong, but I just his style never appealed to me. Hmm. As a surfer, but what uh, about on a longboard though? Longboard, phenomenal. Longboard yeah. was—he was the best. He was the yeah. best. I think, uh, uh, you know, he was the culmination of everything. He was the peak uh, of that time period in longboarding for sure. Um, okay. It can be argued that bullfighting had a profound influence on surfing and surfing style in the fifties and sixties. To quote a Bud Hendrick. There was a lot of interest in bullfights in those years, and many friends from Laguna would go down as surfers, uh, would go down to bullfighting, and as surfers we felt a connection, and we'd perform arch poses while surfing waves. This one surfer was known for a famous photo taken by Leo Hetzel of this person in the bullring in Peru. Who is that surfer?
1: Oh, uh, Joy Cabell. Yeah. And who, which surfer said, but on that trip, he, uh, with the ladies, he made out like a real matador. Who said that? I don't
3: know who said that. <laughs> uh,
1: George Downing.
2: Nice.
3: <laughs> nice folly there.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, okay. Uh. Well, to so you keep got up with that, then um, which
1: yeah. '70s icon took his main style cues from Billy Hamilton?
3: Ooh, '70s.
1: I mean, I'm sure lots of people did, but I know that like one real top surfer you know, has been quoted as saying, "You're like, oh yeah, I was very, very one of my top influences was Billy Hamilton," and you're like, I, "Oh yeah." I don't know who. It was Fitz.
3: Uh, uh Yeah, I can totally see that. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, you can really.
3: The real upright back. You know? Yeah, and the
1: arms, the arms yeah, as well. Totally, yeah, totally. Okay, um,
3: this surfer, she was uh, runner-up in 1966 World Championships, and she was described as the smoothest female surfer of her generation.
1: Was it not Margot Oberg? Or? Nope. Of her generation. Yeah. Run up in 66. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I mean, was it a famous surfer? It's a pretty well-known surfer, but they disappeared into obscurity. Not Linda Benson? No. Oh, who was it? Joey Hamasaki. Oh, the one you mentioned before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: I got you for once. (laughs) (laughs)
1: once jerry did did you read the surfers journal article on her
3: uh a while ago yeah yeah
1: did you did you see the portlandia sketch where they said did you read this article did you read that article did you (laughs) (laughs) so good what um you got another one uh i've got what i feel like i may have done this one before but uh I'll still blow it. So, don't yeah. Worry. Well, I see like um so, so Jerry Lopez, blah blah blah. Dude, used to do crossovers with one surfer, you know, like go mm-hmm. behinds and surf dancing with another surfer. Ooh. Who were the two surfers? Roy
3: Russell would be one for the crossovers maybe? No. no? Although
1: Roy Russell probably dropped in on Jerry Lopez. Yeah, It there probably were... ended up happening, but yeah.
3: Um, Peter McCabe.
1: He did. Yes, they did the crossovers together. And what do uh-huh. they they call themselves when they were doing that? Oh, I or don't what, know. Or uh, who they? I mean, the the Blue Angels. You know, oh, like, with, like um, yeah. fighter pilots. Who's the one they danced with then? Jericho Poplar. Oh, um, apparently, of course, it was an interview I read with her, and I had never heard it before or since. But she said that they were briefly dated and we were going out with each other, and that they used to ride, you know, because she, she actually studied dance, and I guess they were, they would, she said they would ride waves holding hands and like, kind of like, almost like a, like a ballroom dancing across the <laughs> wave together. <laughs> I would love to sweet. see that. That yeah. would be really cool. I would like to see
3: more variations of surfing like that. A little bit more dance moves, you know, in surfing would be kind of cool. One day the
1: ballet and the freestyles. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We're how, you know, like I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen a moonwalk on a longboard yet.
1: (laughs) That would be kind of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think you should organize uh, one of these competitions, you know, like with all these ideas, you know, but um, who
3: can do a moonwalk on a log to the nose? That, that would be hard. All right. I have one last quote. That you have to name who who said this. Okay. Style. Like, style is totally individual thing. So to create my own individual style, I look at cool individuals I want to be like and copy their styles.
1: I don't who know. said this? Who said that?
3: Wilbur Kuchmeyer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember that one. <laughs> This, this surfer magazine is so gold with the style. There's so many good quotes in it. <laughs> well, uh, that was a, a fun episode. And, um, yeah, so uh, listeners, uh, check us out on Instagram at hardcore underscore surf history. And, uh, yeah, we hope uh, you all enjoyed this episode, and we'll, we'll see you all down the line soon, yeah? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Bye.